I never imagined that our world would be brought down to its knees by something you couldn't even see without the help of a magnifying glass. The infected have multiplied to thousands and the number keeps growing daily. What started with one has mutated into a legion of parasites that have overtaken our world as we know it. The new normal is just a better way of saying that the world we used to know is now dead and gone, and the only way to survive is to guard your heart. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hope all is well in your neck of the woods. My name is Brandon Flores, your host for this evening's episode of The Dark Side of the Bible. Before we get things kicked off with tonight's episode, I'd like to put in a plug-in for my brother Bethel over in the next city down. He's the host of the Dora McAllen podcast. Tune in every week to hear real-life stories of how men and women encountered a real savior. Hear life-changing testimonies, how businesses began, and the origins of ministries within our church. Find out how a small congregation in McAllen, Texas began to reach the world one soul at a time. After this episode, type the door at McAllen Podcast in the search bar wherever you listen to podcasts. With that being said, let's jump into tonight's episode. Tonight's episode gives off the perfect picture of sin and how it operates. The text that inspired this spine-tingling storyline is Mark 7, 20-23, where it reads, He went on, What comes out of a person is what defiles them. For it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and defile a person. Although sin's temptations attempt to lure the eyes, it doesn't taint the soul until given life by the heart. Once it is given life by the heart, it works its way out, which leads a man to defile himself. In order to survive, it's important to guard your heart. Tonight, we listen to a man who has experienced his fair share of parasitic intrusions and how he survived. It was Thursday night, and I was on my way to work. I had the graveyard shift, so I had to get on the train by 12.30 to make it on time by 2. You'd think that I'd be the only one on the train during that hour, but you'd be wrong. The first time I got on the train at that time, I was actually surprised at the number of people that worked that late as well. Sometimes the train would be at full capacity, standing room only. I quickly realized it made perfect sense for a city that never sleeps. Anyways, that evening is where it all started. I knew this day would come, but I didn't think I would be alive to see it, much less witness its inception face to face. I was waiting in the subway station at about 12.23. I would normally zone out to some music blaring through my headphones while I waited. But as I waited, however, I noticed a man in my peripherals. <coughs> I turned to get a better look, and my goodness, this man looked rough. This man looked as if he was about to pass out and fall over. 
He was sweating profusely. His skin was tainted white. He was wearing scrubs riddled with sweat spots that were soaking through his uniform. His veins were dark and looked like roots climbing up his neck. Nobody paid him mind, but as for me, I couldn't take my eyes off him. Given the uniform, I had to assume he picked up something from work. I mean, it looked bad, really bad. I remember hearing something on the radio earlier that day about a virus or a parasite. Something out of the ordinary that they had found in a patient that arrived at the hospital earlier that day. But I had quickly blown it off as some desperate news network exploiting a sick person for a good story. At that point, I wish I had stayed tuned in. The train arrived and came to a screeching halt before the station of people. My eyes were still locked on this man. I started to question my own sense of reality because I could see this man getting worse by the minute. It looked like something was eating him up from the inside out. The doors from the train slid open and the multitude of people flooded the train car in seconds. One of those people being me and another one of those people being the sick looking man at the end of the train car. The doors slid back shut and the train took off inside the maze of dark tunnels. The train was fast and the lights flickered as it shot through the dark underground pathways. Eyes still locked on this man, I stared at him. I couldn't help but think that I, along with all these people, would soon be breathing in the same air. I saw how his chest rose up and down, spreading whatever it was inside of him as he exhaled dramatically. I quickly covered my face. All eyes soon were redirected from whatever they were looking at before to this man that had been my center of attention for the past hour as he started to cough up a storm. The cough was nasty and sounded painful. The sound of pain quickly escalated to visual pain as the man started to hunch over as he coughed. At this point, the people had formed a circle around the man trying to get some distance between the man and them. The man started to cough up blood. Blood began to spatter all over the train car, so much so that it slowly pooled around his shoes and people began to panic and yell at the top of their lungs. The man then gave one last gasp of air and you could see the life leaving his body as his eyes rolled to the back of his head. He then fell flat to the ground. I was being pushed up against the windows of the train car at this point. My heart was pounding out of my chest and I panicked frantically looking for a way out. The crowd of people began to panic even more after they witnessed what happened next. The first row of people that were huddled around this man had started to grow pale. The tint of their skin soon grew white and their veins changed to black and slowly began to crawl up their neck as well. They began to cough profusely and they were soon lifeless laying in a puddle of their own blood. The crowd was yelling at the top of their lungs, which made the situation worse. With every gasp of air, they circulated whatever parasite had killed all these people quicker from person to person. I watched at a distance from the end of the train car. I looked for a way out. My eyes managed to catch the emergency exit lever above the train car exit. I reached for it as quickly as possible and frantically tried to grab it. I couldn't get a hold of it as I fumbled the handle out of anxiety. 
As the train twisted and turned beneath the city streets, the bodies rolled every which way. The bodies began to roll towards me, mopping up the excess of blood that was coughed up moments ago. As I began to get closer, I managed to grab the emergency exit and pull down with everything I had in me. The train came to a screeching halt. The crowd of people lost their footing and almost everyone fell, some slipping on the blood from before. The flickering lights went black and fear gripped the hearts of every person that was still alive on that train. After that, the doors slid open and the exodus of people followed. So many people flooded the dark underground train tunnels trying to escape. Even though we had no idea what we were running from, we knew we had to run for our lives. Death seemed imminent, and what was more frightening was the fact that we had no idea what was threatening our lives. Hour after hour, I began to see people dwindle away behind me in the darkness. It was as if they had just given up and would rather be consumed by the parasites that had taken over the train. Not me. This is not the way I wanted to die. Pretty soon it was just me, in the pitch black train tunnels that mazed under the city streets. I could hear the coughing of people echoing in the tunnels that had fallen behind. Chills ran down my spine as I could hear the coughing come to a complete stop soon after. The tunnel felt endless and I was beginning to stumble over buckling knees. I saw the light from the train station in the distance, so I tried to run as fast as I could, but I tripped and fell to the ground. I fell face first in exhaustion. I rolled over to my back. My vision began to blur and I started to blink my eyes slowly. I couldn't think or move my body. I laid there staring at the ceiling of the tunnel, noticing every crack and crevice that the cement had riddled all over it. Just before I felt as if I was about to pass out, a group of people covered in PPE hovered over me and picked me up. I passed out and I woke up in an ambulance. As I began to look around, there was about five doctors surrounding me. One was preparing to inject me with a syringe. I stopped him and asked what he planned on doing with that needle. It was at that point that I was enlightened on the situation that had taken place moments ago. The doctor explained, the man I had seen on the train, the man who I believed had started it all was just another victim. He was about to finish his shift at the local hospital when a patient with no formal medical background had been rushed through the ER with all the same symptoms. They had determined the patient had been a victim of a well-known parasite. The parasite has no effect on the human body, that is, until it reaches the heart. When it does, it is then able to multiply due to the environment the heart provides, to then be pumped throughout the body causing death. The patient soon passed out and had unfortunately spread the parasite to the surrounding personnel without their knowledge. You too could potentially die, they said. That is why we are going to inject you with this syringe. Without a moment to discuss, I said give it to me, because I don't want to be a part of what I saw back in those tunnels. The doctor slipped the needle in my arm, and as he injected the vaccine, I asked him, What is it called? He said, It's called salvation.
That is all we have for this evening's episode of The Dark Side of the Bible. If you love this podcast as much as we do, feel free to support the podcast with our new listener-supported link in the description. Maybe you'd like to represent in another way? Go ahead and check out our merch store as well. T-shirts, hoodies, stickers, and more. Wear it to work, wear it to church, wear it to sleep, hey, whatever you're into. All proceeds go to support the podcast. If you feel that you may have an idea for a podcast that has a biblical parallel, join the Think Tank by sending your idea to us at info at the door church edg. Till next time, read your Bible.